0: The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use promo code SGP when you sign up to turn $4 into $256 if the college basketball underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset. That's code SGP to turn $4 into $256 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. We're also brought to you by BeckQL. Your bracket may bust, but your bankroll never has to with BeckQL. Use promo code MARCH30 for 30% off the entire year of BetQL. That's BetQL promo code MARCH30. We're also brought to you by odds Crowd. Are you the best college hoops better in the country? Odds Crowd is challenging you to prove it with their free March Madness fantasy betting contest with over $8,000 in cash prizes. Download their app today, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. We're also brought to you by PicksWise. Follow the PicksWise Capper contest at PicksWise.com for free picks and analysis throughout the tournament from the likes of John Rothstein, Rashad Phillips, Jeff Nadu, and more. See which expert is trending hot as they battle it out for a winner-takes-all $10,000 prize over at PicksWise.com. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better than Vegas is your home for free daily video picks from SGPN. It's like YouTube for sports gambling. Make sure to subscribe to our profile at sports dot slash BTV. That's sports slash BTV. And guess what? We're doing a thousand dollar March madness bracket contest. Winner take all bet SGPN.com sign up link at the bottom of the page. We're also brought to you by better edge. Better Edge operates like a stock exchange for the sports world. Pick the teams you like and have someone else buy the other side. Sign up at betteredge.com promo code SGP for a free $10 play. That's B E T T O R edge.com. Promo code SGP. What's up basketball fans and DJs. It's Dan Titus, AKA T money with the NBA gambling podcast hosted by sports gambling podcast network. I'm joined by my co-host. You know, him well,
1: Manaf money machine. Manji. What's good, bro. How you feeling? What's going on, man? Glad to be here with you again and uh, talking some more hoops, man. Who doesn't love that? I hear
0: you, bro. And like, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention tomorrow starts and kicks off March madness. Did you fill out any brackets or are you just kind of going to watch as a fan
1: and, and kind of just sit back and throw a little, throw a little money on some games? How are you going to play it? I think I'll do a little both. You got to fill out a bracket, right? I mean, as a fan, you got to fill one out, but I haven't gotten a chance to fill one out. So I'll probably do that before the games kick off. Um, but yeah, for sure. Betting for sure. And then I'll get a couple brackets in man. What about you? Yeah. Likewise. I haven't filled out my brackets yet either.
0: I'm actually pulling for a couple squads. I went to undergrad. I went to Virginia tech. So I'm rooting for my Hokies. They usually choke, you know, that I call them the chokies. <laughs> uh, but then I also got my, uh, where I went to get my master's degree. I went to uh Drexel university. The dragons are actually in the tournament for the first time in in quite some time. So I'm rooting for them a little bit. So I got a little bias in there, but we'll see. I've always fill out a few brackets because I pick my favorites. I pick my dog and then I pick somewhere in between there. So just give a little flavor and variability to my choices, but, uh, excited to yeah. watch it nonetheless,
1: man. Ready, ready for the hoops action. You know, Sh- Sean's a huge Drexel fan. So, uh, oh, <laughs> he's yeah. going to be rooting there with you <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. And then also, I mean, we're recording
0: this on Wednesday night, so it is St. Patty's day. I also want to ask you, man, like, what are you usually doing on St. Patty's day? Do you got your drinking hand? What's your drink of choice? Like, how do you usually play that?
1: man, I actually, I, you know what? It's usually mid March and where uh, I'm like busy, like with NBA season going on, ramping up for baseball season and we're in oh, you yeah. know middle of March madness. So as much as I want to celebrate, man, man, it, it gotta, gotta, gotta work, you know, gotta put in that, <laughs> put, in the, put in the time for the DJs and find some winning, uh, winning bets for everybody. I hear that, bro. I hear that. Yeah.
0: I'm not going to lie. I do got a little whiskey for tonight just to watch all these games. I mean, it's been a crazy slate. We got 10 games on Wednesday night. Yeah. Right now, a lot of action, man. It's uh seems like the home teams are really coming to play so far. Although it seems like Brooklyn's kind of caught up in the fourth quarter, to Indiana, Philly kind of lost their lead against the bucks. Yeah. But otherwise man, yeah. it's uh moving up for a, for a 10 game slate, but uh, yeah, so let's get into the action. So for today's show, we're going to preview Thursday's six game slate and provide our picks for those games. And then we'll get into some other cool discussions around futures, the player awards, division winners, conference champions. We're going to get into that a little bit, just because after the post all-star break, you know, we're going to have some teams possibly moving some, some assets at the deadline to get better. So I think that there's going to be some interesting conversations there about who's going to ultimately take home some of those Division championships, and then we'll lastly talk about some trade destinations. Word came out earlier tonight that PJ Tucker was moved to the Milwaukee Bucks in exchange for DJ Augustine, DJ Wilson, and some future picks. Manaf, want to get your early perspective on that trade, though. Uh, but they landed a nice defender here, three and D can knock down the corner threes at a at a high rate. What do you think of the PJ Tucker trade?
1: Yeah, I mean he was a fan favorite here in Houston, right? But I think there's a certain point where we knew that. With Harding and Harden and Westbrook wanting to leave, he was going to be in that same boat too. And I'm not mad for him for leaving. You know, I think he deserved to get on a team that's contending for the playoffs and the championship. So, well deserved for that guy. But this is a big uh, acquisition for the Milwaukee Bucks, man. This is a guy that is really going to sure up that defensive side of the basketball for them. I mean, when you have already Drew Holiday a top defender. And then, you know, Devin Chinzo is not a bad defender. And then you have Giannis also, who's a great defender. And then you add PJ Tucker to that fold. Um, They're going to be a pretty good defensive team. And like you mentioned, he's a great three-point shooter from the corner. So, you know, if he's going to spot up there from the corner, when, you know, Giannis is driving in and he's able to kick it out to Tucker to knock down those three-point shots, that's going to be big for them. So, so that's a big pickup for Milwaukee. I think they needed to make a move. Um, and they got a, they got a, they got a dog in PJ Tucker, man. I'm happy to see him on getting to a contending team. Yeah. I'm with you there, dude. I, I feel like that's the exact same analysis that
0: I felt uh, once I saw that trade go through great acquisition for them. I think they're going to make us, they're going to make some noise. And it's interesting that we started talking about, you know, potentially some futures conversations. I know the bucks were currently not the favorites to, I mean, they're, they're the odds on favorites to win their, their division, not the conference, but I think that this is going to be a step in the right direction for them to potentially go for that conference uh, championship as well. So before we get into Thursday's games, we're going to take a quick word to hear from our sponsor. It's that time of the year again. Conference tournaments are tipping off. Bubble teams are making their final push for a bid while the top seeds are preparing for what they hope is a long run. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of the action. Bet $4 on an underdog. Win $256 if they win. It's that simple. That's bet $4 on an underdog and select college basketball games. And if they win, you collect $256. The bank is open. Pick one of the many select college basketball underdogs for your shot at winning $256. All it takes is a $4 bet. There's no better way to put your college basketball knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. And don't worry if your college basketball isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on golf, hockey, and so much more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code SGP when you sign up to turn 40. $4 into $256 if the underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset. That's code SGP to turn $4 into $256 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler or in Indiana, 1 800 9 with it. All right, and we're back to kick off the Thursday slate. We're gonna start with the Jazz visiting the Washington Wizards. Right now, the Jazz are favored by eight and a half points with an over-under of 237. Manof, want to get your initial thoughts on this game here? We have the Washington Wizards on the back end of a back-to-back and the Jazz on the front end of a back to back. How do you think that this one's gonna play out? My initial thoughts are I'm going the under here, which is very taboo, considering the Washington wizards in their pace of play. But for some reason, I feel like this is a letdown scenario with the wizards right now in a dogfight with the Sacramento Kings late
1: in the fourth quarter. I'm sensing some regression here, but I want to get your thoughts. Yeah. That's why I keep looking up. I'm watching the screen. Cause I have a Bradley Beal player prop for tonight, but, um, yeah, it's coming right down to the wire. They're down by one right now, about two minutes, two and a half left. But uh, I think, yeah, this is going to be a letdown spot for Washington. I think, I mean, coming off a, you know, going down to the wire here, Utah with an extra day of rest, you know, coming off a big win against Boston the other night. So um, I, 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 I like Utah here to, you know, kind of dominate here while Washington, who's a really bad defensive team. And I think one play I will be looking at tomorrow is taking the Utah team total over. I mean, I don't see a reason why, you know, Washington is going to be able to slow down this Utah jazz team. Uh, one of the best, if not the best three point shooting team in the league, Donovan Mitchell, I mean, Joe Ingles, I saw a stat last night, a graphic that they put up is that I think they had at least two to three guys that were shooting above 40% from the three point line. So, um, I think this is going to be, uh, a easy victory for Utah. And I think an angle that I like, like I mentioned was, uh, Utah jazz team total, uh, over for tomorrow night. Yeah. I like it, man. And, uh, you're right. The,
0: the jazz offense is just scorching hot right now. And to have four people shoot over 40% from three is absurd. Hopefully they can continue that run, but against a Washington team coming on the back end of a back-to-back, I wouldn't be surprised if we're seeing a little bit, you know, Russ is probably going hard tonight. You know, Bradley Beale's got that prop. He's going for 30. Yeah, I I have to think this has the makings of a a bit of a letdown, but still exciting. I, I think that the Jazz certainly are in a good position to continue their fine play, coming off of a really tough victory in Boston, where they were down for much of the much of the game and then really made that last. That last fourth quarter push. So I like their chances here against Washington. And then we're gonna go to the next game. We got the Thunder heading to Atlanta to face the Hawks. Now the Hawks actually just got to 20 and 20, which they seem to be surging under Nate McMillan. What are your thoughts there? Are you riding them as currently 10 and a half point favorites over the Thunder?
1: Yeah, I mean, you took a take a look at the uh coaching change right I mentioned this with Zach a couple of times on our podcast. Was that You know, I think this was a coaching, um, upgrade for the Atlanta Hawks. And I think we're starting to see why, um, I just feel like they weren't, this team wasn't really responding to Lloyd Pierce or he was having trouble with, you know, guys being in and out of the lineup and trying to figure out that rotation. I mean, this team is kind of complete in every aspect. If you kind of look, they have front court guys with Capella and John Collins. They have Trey Young. great three point shooter. They have uh, Dana, uh Gallinari and they have Bogdanovich like we mentioned. So um, it was just about putting it together. But as far as tomorrow night, I mean, you know, I feel like this is a big number. You kind of take a look at Oklahoma city thunder, depending on who's going to play tomorrow night, keep an eye on that injury report. I know they had a lot of guys out last night, but they're 12 and seven as road dogs. Um, so I don't know there's something about this team that likes to play well on the, uh, on the road here, but you know, I, if it, would you say the spread was again, uh, 10 and a half, 10 and a half. Yeah. I mean, outside of 10, I, I kind of like um, Oklahoma city thunder there, but again, I, I want to make sure that um, check the injury report for sure. Cause there's always guys being in and out of the lineup all across the NBA.
0: Yeah. I, I especially want to say that for the thunder They traded away Trevor Ariza to the Miami heat. I mean, he wasn't really playing for them anyway, but Al Horford's rested the last couple of games. I believe he's probable to face Atlanta. So they'll, they'll likely get him back. But Darius Baisley out of the lineup. Lou Dort is out of the lineup. This team continues to play a lot of their young players just to see what they have. And you know, the Atlanta Hawks are coming off uh, I believe winning six straight games. So they're, they're definitely coming into a, a team that's riding a, a really nice hot streak. I do agree that like 10 and a half points sounds like a lot. Uh, so this is one of those games I'm going to be monitoring throughout the day. I'll probably lay my initial bet down on the, the Hawks to cover this, but once we get more information, if there's going to be people ruled out that could put kind of change the landscape a bit. But uh, what are your thoughts on that? Over under at two twenty four and a half? and a half. Is that something you want to buy into?
1: Yeah, I kind of want to take a look at Oklahoma City Thunder's defense here for a second, right? They gave up 107 to the San Antonio Spurs, 116 to Dallas, 119 to New York Knicks, and 122 to the Memphis Grizzlies. And then uh, last night they gave up 123 to, uh, sorry, the Chicago Bulls. So Atlanta has more than you know a lot of firepower and offense. So I would probably lean towards the over here. And then you know with, with Shea, I mean, he's such a baller. He's been playing well this season for uh, the Oklahoma city thunder. And, um, I will lead towards the over here tonight or sorry tomorrow night.
0: I feel that I feel that. All right. And we're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor BetQL. Looking to get an edge and make smarter bets during March Madness? BetQL's algorithm scans thousands of data points across every game to find the best bets. Easily find the most profitable bets based on the top betting trends. Your brackets may bust, but your bankroll doesn't have to. Head to betql.com to get started today. Head to the App Store or Google Play Store to download BetQL. Use promo code March30 for 30% off BetQL for a year. That's BetQL.com, promo code March30. And remember, bet smarter, not harder. Let's go to our next game. We're going to head to a New York where the Orlando Magic are going to be visiting Madison Square Garden to take on the Knicks with the Magic four and a half point dogs to the Knicks. I know we're going to get into these conversations later, but uh, I noticed that. Julius Randall is steadily climbing up the most improved player list for, uh, this season only the second, I mean, he's the second favorite to Jeremy grant to win this award. I like him as I like him as a dark horse to kind of overtake him the way he's been playing. He's averaging 23, yeah. 11 and, and what six boards, uh, or six assists, excuse me. The guy has been extremely unheralded and, and underrated. Like, yeah, he was, you know, Uh, asked to be on the all-star team, which is a huge, huge regard for him. But you know, overall this guy's been playing great. He went toe to toe with the Sixers last night. Unfortunately, the Knicks kind of faltered at the end of the game there, but I think the Knicks are, are, are playoff bound, but we'll see. They're right on the, they're teetering on that, that piece on with a whole bunch of other teams in the Eastern conference for the the playoff spot. But uh, I think this is a good, a good matchup for them against the struggling Orlando magic. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah. I mean, we take a look at Orlando. What's that Almost seven, eight straight losses here and in New York, you know, they fought till the end against, um, against Brooklyn last night. So they covered that game and then they, they played Philly last night. You know, that was a tough loss for them, but they also covered that game. But yeah, um, you know, taking a, uh going back home against Orlando, I like the Knicks in the spot, man. I mean, I, I mentioned this to Zach also, and he's the resident Knicks fan. Um that, you know, these guys are playing really hard for Tom Thibodeau. You know, like you mentioned, Julius oh, yeah. Rand on the guard depth that they have there, I think they're playing really well. So, you know, uh if you said four and a half, yeah, I really like that number for for the um for the New York Knicks tomorrow night.
0: Yeah, with you know Orlando, I mean their their struggles are real, and there's there's been no indication of a lot of their yeah. uh, star players coming back. You know, Evan Fournier remains to be questionable. Terrence Ross is now questionable. Aaron Gordon, the list goes on. Not much faith in Orlando's team here. Yeah. They're they're going to be traveling. Uh, I'm not really feeling betting on them right now. They're one of the cold teams in the NBA currently, 13 and 26 overall. So you know, I, I think that that this is just
1: going to be. A pretty much a, a walk away win for the Knicks just last thing, real quick on this. I'm sorry. Um, uh, New York Knicks six and one against a spread as home favorites. So, um, small sample better, but you know, they're getting the job done as favorites at home, at least and the over under for this game, pretty modest two Oh nine and a
0: half. Wouldn't be surprised if we see Orlando struggle uh, from the field. They're already one of the worst field goal shooting teams in the NBA. So this is a pretty comfortable under scenario with uh, the Knicks and the Orlando magic ranking in the bottom 10 in, in points per game overall. So yeah, I think that this is pretty much going to be, <laughs> this could be a pretty ugly contest. So not one of the more exciting games tomorrow
1: night, <laughs> to say the least.
0: So let's jump over to uh, the next game. We got the Timberwolves going up against the Suns. The Timberwolves are ten and a half point dogs to the uh, Phoenix Suns. The Suns are twenty six and twelve against the spread, six and one uh, against the spread in their last seven games. Do you think that the Timberwolves? are the right match to, you know, go into Phoenix and, and sneak away and p- perhaps cover these points. Or do you think this is a runaway for Phoenix to continue what they've been doing best,
1: which is this win and, and cover? Yeah. I mean, Phoenix is just, wow. I mean, who saw this coming? I mean, I knew that they were going to be contenders when they acquired Chris Paul in the offseason, but I mean, for them to be right now leading their division, where they're sitting number two in the Eastern or sorry, Western conference right now, I mean, who saw that coming? So um, I like the next, sorry, the The uh, Phoenix Suns a roll tomorrow night, 12 and five as home favorites. Uh, like you mentioned, 26 and 12 against the spread overall. And, and Chris Paul, Devin Booker, they've got their guys healthy. They're playing well. Um, and, you know, Minnesota's struggling. I mean, they got, you know, they, they were kind of in it against the, um, the Lakers last night but I mean, the Lakers just kind of pulled away there in the second half and into the fourth quarter um, blowing them out. So, you know, they got two games here against Phoenix back to back. And I think Phoenix should take care of both games here against um, against the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. And I'm just kind of waiting to see what happens with Carl Anthony talents. I mean, is he going to get traded? Is he going to demand a trader or what's going to happen? So it's just going to be interesting to see what happens with Minnesota.
0: Yeah. You know, there hasn't been much conversation about Carl Anthony towns being on the move or demanding a trade, Yeah, but it's got, he's gotta be frustrated right now, man. This is like ha- has all the feels of the, when Kevin Garnett, you know, seemingly wasted his career after Stefan Marbury left, um, mm-hmm. you know, he just kind of forced his way out. He's like, put me on a contender. And I think with cat's talent, obviously he's an upgrade for any team that's wanting to accept his services. But yeah, I, at nine and 31 overall, man, this, the Timberwolves team isn't, is going nowhere fast, you know, going back to, you know, our, our awards, Anthony Edwards looks phenomenal, but you know, for Carl Anthony towns perspective as the vet, it's like, oh, it's cool. I got a, a really good rookie, but there's no W's going in the wins mm-hmm. column. So it's, it's not really too conducive for, you know, a veteran that's really looking to win and turn and turn to the next page in his career. Surprisingly, the, yeah. the Minnesota Timberwolves have actually played pretty well as of late. I know you you mentioned yesterday that they kind of they were they were hanging with the Lakers and the Lakers ended up blowing them out. But prior to that, they were going toe to toe with the Portland Trailblazers uh, in consecutive games. They've covered three games before that, so they covered in three of their last four. Yeah. But I think this is where the buck stops. Um, Phoenix is really tough at home, and I think Phoenix is going to come in motivated to uh, run them out the run them out the gym. So I don't I don't think that this one's going to be fair. Sure. Yeah. And we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsor and we'll get back to it. Better than Vegas. It's like YouTube, but for what DJs only care about sports betting, we're giving out free daily video picks on our better than Vegas profile page. Better than Vegas is always running a ton of free contests as well. They got a ton of free picks and handicappers to check out. Make sure to subscribe to our profile so you don't miss a pick. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. All right. Speaking of the Blazers, we got another, I think this is probably gonna be one of the more entertaining uh, games of the night. We got the Pelicans going up against the Portland Trailblazers once again. Uh, I know we were on the horn on Slack uh, a couple of days or just yesterday when the Pelicans blew a 17 point lead. I think a stat came up on the TV that said something around the Pelicans just continually blowing leads this season. This is nothing new. What is new, you know, Dame Dame Lillard dropped a, a season high, 50 points with 10 dimes, totally took the game over in the, in the clutch. And so now we have Portland slight favorite, slight one point favorites and the over under at a whopping two forty
1: one and a half. and How are you betting this game? Yeah, I was on the over last night with these two teams. I mean, I thought that they would come out and put out points um, a little slow in the first half, but they just kind of took over, um, scored a lot of points in that second half of the game yesterday. So, um, you know, uh, I think this was the game, obviously that the Pelicans like, they, they blew it, man. Like you said, they were up 17 and just just blew it at the end. You know, I think it was a fortunate win for the, uh, for the blazers. Yeah. I think that they were getting outmatched all game with Zion getting whatever he wanted inside of the paint. Uh, Brandon Ingram, these guys were all shooting well. So um, I think this might be another game that kind of comes down to the wire here. Um, You know, I I think I like the Pelicans in a bounce back spot here against the blazers tomorrow night to kind of split this mini series. Um, you know, the game did go over yesterday. I don't see why not this, this, this game won't uh, go over again with these two high powered offenses and both of these teams bottom in the league and defensive efficiency. So, oh yeah, uh, unless one of these teams decide to step up defensively, um, you know, I think we'll still see a high scoring game, but I think this is a game that the Pelicans uh, should take care of tomorrow night. Yeah.
0: And both teams, you know, I, I think that the way I'm going to bet this is probably cause it's pretty much a pick em, Um, And given how well both teams played against each other, it's, it's kind of a toss up for me, but the over under is very interesting because uh, coming into this, you know, Portland is 11 and eight at home uh, hitting the over as, and more impressively, new Orleans is seven, 11 and seven uh, yeah. while away. Um, so yeah, I, I think this is going to be another shootout i uh, curious to see. And from a, a player prop perspective, man, I, something I've been noticing is that Stan Van Gundy has put the ball into Zion Williamson's hands a lot more, and he's actually gone over five and five plus assists in seven of his last 10 games. Curious of your thoughts on, on running a, a Zion assist player prop. And do you think that point Zion is actually something that we may see more of as the season wears on?
1: Yeah. I mean, I saw you tweet that out last night and I kind of caught my eye. So I, yeah, I kind of digged into it. And, and, you know, I, I think that, you know, obviously BI and, and uh, Zion are going to be the future of this, of this team. Right. And yeah. um, you know, for them, for Stan Van Gundy to trust, you know, Zion with putting the ball in his hands and, 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 you know, kind of racking up these assists, like you've mentioned, I, I think there's something there, but um, I mean, we take a look at the stab backs last night, this thing that's the uh, stood out uh, Alonzo ball, 17 assists last night. Also crazy so this game. Yeah. This, this team is really sharing the basketball They're, they're, they're moving it, you know, the offensive flow looked good. They're knocking down shots. So, you know, like I, like a lot of guys I, we talk about in the Slack channel, if it's not broken, don't try to fix it. And and if you see a trend that's, you know, the market hasn't caught up with, keep betting it until the market catches up to it. So. You know, depending on where this number comes out for you on the Zion Williamson assist prop tomorrow, if it comes out five, five and a half, continue to take that over, man. If if the market's not going to adjust, you know, that's the time you got to kind of take advantage of of uh, of the books. Absolutely, yeah. And his line was at three and a
0: half uh, just a day ago. So you know, if they're going to continue to not to react, the man, I'm I'm I think I'm going to start firing that up one to make one more note i think it's more so at the expense of eric Bledsoe. we've seen him you know he started out you know it was it seemed what seemed to be a good acquisition from a defensive standpoint he was phenomenal for the Milwaukee Bucks just tends to be a choke artist in the playoffs but uh he really just his play as of late has really regressed and hasn't looked good. And you see Lonzo ball taking more, being more assertive in the offense. He's taking more three pointers. He's assisting better. You see Zion taking the next step. The one person I'm, I'm really concerned about is Eric Bledsoe. And to your point, I think that Stan probably realizes that as well, that, you know, this is going to be BI and Zion's team going forward. Lonzo's probably going to be gone might as well maximize what you have. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Bledsoe was a, a casualty later on as well as Steven Adams as, as time progresses. So um, I'm with you there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Bledsoe has been uh, sorry, oh, yeah. Bledsoe's has he's been bouncing around from team to team. I mean, Phoenix to Milwaukee and now with Pelicans, it just feels like, yeah, and find a, find a place where to kind of settle in and, and play ball. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what this trade deadline coming up if they, you know, acquire another piece to kind of make that playoff push um, here in the final uh, or at least in the second half of the season here. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm almost, am
0: almost questioning whether he's actually a starter anymore. Um, you know, I remember him getting buckets in, in volume uh, for the mm-hmm. bucks and for other teams that he played for. And it seems like he's kind of taking a backseat cause he's not a true point guard. His shooting isn't that great either, but I still feel like he could be like one of those Derek Rose types that can just come in, give you 20 minutes, high energy, yeah. uh, fill up the box score in a lot of ways, do the intangible kind of things, not having to rely on him to like necessarily, you know, have a 20 plus percent usage rate and, and sharing the ball amongst a lot of young stars, That what's the current situation that he's in. So yeah, yeah, it's tough for him, but I'm fading him wherever I can. That's the one under I will take out of the game, <laughs> whatever his, whatever his <laughs> player props are. All right. And for our last game, we're going to get into the Charlotte Hornets visiting the Los Angeles Lakers, which should be showtime. Uh we'll would we'll love to see Lamelo ball go up against LeBron James. This is two really exciting players like LeBron's been on a mission, it seems like, over the course of the past 10 games to not only solidify his case for MVP, but also keep the Lakers firmly in the tops uh the top two teams in the Western Conference. So uh right now we have Charlotte as my uh Eight point dogs to the Los Angeles Lakers. How do you like this game? And what do you feel about an over-under of 227 and a half?
1: Yeah, I mean, I love Charlotte in this spot. I mean, I think this is gonna be a a step up in a small competition from what the Lakers have been facing kind of coming out of this all-star break. You know, they started with um Detroit, you know, sorry, um, the Lakers started off with uh, you see Indiana, they won by five. They blew out golden state. They blew out um, Minnesota and then they have Charlotte tomorrow night. And I think Charlotte has been a team that's, you know, we've been kind of saying to, you know, keep your eye on here coming out of the second yeah. half uh, or sorry, post all-star break. They won four straight games, five out of the last six, you know, they, they got an impressive win over Sacramento. I mean, their competition hasn't been stellar either, but you know, they, um you know they they, ha- they have uh, what they're playing Denver tonight, so they're both of these teams are on to be on a back to back situation. Um, currently, they're down by two against Denver, so um, it'll be interesting to see this game. But I kind of do like the guard depth. I, I've been harping on this all season of the Charlotte Hornets, right? You have you know Terry Rozier, Lamelo Ball, who's pretty much locked up Rookie of the Year, Malik Monk coming off the bench. They got Devonte Graham back, and then the veteran presence of Gordon Hayward on this team it's all kind of uh, came together for them and, and you got to give their head coach a lot of credit for figuring things out and getting this rotation correct. So, you know, this is a team that I'm going to continue to, you know, kind of back here until the wheels kind of fall off for them. You know, they do have a tough stretch coming up here, but you know, they have Denver tonight. They have the two LA teams, but um, you know, I, I really like the Charlotte team and, and currently they're half a game out of that fourth spot in the Eastern conference. So this is a team to look out for uh, here in the second half of the season. I'm with you, man. Um, I think that they're certainly a team to look out for and you're right.
0: I think, you know, uh, they finally got the, the chemistry uh, lined up appropriately. I think Devonte Graham has still played extremely well in his six man role. And you know, he has a great, he has one of the better assist to turnover ratios in the NBA. And he's actually settled into that role very well. So I think Terry Rozier continues to play at a very high clip. Obviously LaMelo ball has had to do some adjusting with Devonte grant back in there and then going more of that three guard mm-hmm. set. But I think he's adjusting very well. And, you know, your point. Yeah. They're not playing the best competition, but it's translating to wins and that's what matters right now. So yeah, um, I love the way they're playing. However, I would say that I, I do have some concerns of them playing going up against Denver tonight. Um, if that's yeah. going to be a track meet, you know, I do say that there, there could be a little bit of a layover heading into LA the, the next game. But um, yeah, I do like this. I do like this matchup for both teams. Eight eight points to Charlotte. That that's still, that's still a lot. So I'm curious to see how they play yeah. tonight. And then I'll probably make a late game bet tomorrow uh, to see how everything's shaping out in terms of people playing Want to make sure I want to check that injury report. Been really impressed by um, a lot of the players on the Lakers stepping up Kyle Kuzma and uh, Dennis Schroeder hasn't been really scoring as of late, but he's still been contributing a lot. Um, I think this Lakers team has actually fared very well, considering that they're one of their best yeah. players has still been out. Um, and we'll get into that MVP conversation in a little bit, but uh, really like the way the Lakers have been playing as of late. But yeah, this one's going to be a, a good game nonetheless. So really excited for it.
1: Another guy on the Lakers that we didn't mention was Montrez Harrell. I mean, he's been playing really well for them. He's he's finally getting the minutes. I mean, for a while there, he wasn't getting the minutes even when AD was out. So I don't know what was going on there. But if you take a look over his last four games. 25 last night against the uh, Timberwolves, 27 against the Warriors, 17 against the Pacers, 26 against the Kings. So this is a guy, I think that for the Lakers to continue to keep winning without Anthony Davis, this guy has to play for the Lakers. And I think this is going to be a big key for them until they get Anthony Davis back and he's playing really well for them. So look out for, I mean, if, if, if you see any player props on Montrezl, take a look at his uh, points prop, at least for, uh, for, for, for the time being and going forward until Anthony Davis is back. That's a great call, dude. And
0: uh, yeah, I was definitely thinking about uh, the the name Montrez. I don't know how that actually got out of my mind, but yeah, that dude's been playing out. He's been playing amazing uh, as of late. So love that call there. And he's really stepped up in AD's absence. Mm -hmm. So we're going to take a quick break we're going to go into once we come back, we'll get into some of our, uh, conference odds, uh, who's going to be taking home to some of the divisions, uh, all that stuff. So check back in with us shortly. Helmed by a team of trend-watching, data-devouring, sports fanatic wise guys giving you the who, how, and why behind every prediction on every game, every day, and every sport, all for free. PicksWise presents the Capra contest to follow the likes of John Rothstein, Rashad Phillips, Jeff Nadu, and six other experts all competing for a $10,000 winner-takes-all prize. Follow the action for their picks and analysis every day for the big dance by visiting PixWise.com slash march-madness. That's PixWise.com slash march-madness. We're back. We're gonna switch gears a little bit. We're gonna get into some future odds, and uh, let's start off with let's start off with some team odds, man. I want to first get your take on on the conference side of things? Do you think that the Jazz are gonna be able to fend off the Clippers, the Lakers, perhaps Phoenix? Um, do you think that they're gonna end up as the odds-on favor to win the Western Conference, or do you think that the, one of these? Teams that's nipping at their heels is going to wind up overtaking them,
1: yeah, so I, I think this is going to come down to a four team race right Utah jazz phoenix suns the and then the two l a teams and 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 you take a look at Suns and the Lakers, they're only two and a half games behind um behind the the utah jazz and I, I personally think there is some type of regression due for the Utah jazz here um you know, I mean, they have some easy opponents coming up. I mean, if you take a look at the schedule, you know, they have Washington, like we mentioned tomorrow night and they take on Toronto and Chicago and they have Brooklyn and then, you know, they have Memphis three out of four games. So, I mean, they have a pretty easy schedule coming up and, you know, I mean, take a look at the schedule right now. I think, yeah, there's a possibility they can, you know, create some separation between the two, uh, the teams behind them. Um, I'm going to say, I think they finish up with the number one seed. I I think that, you know, Utah coming out of the bubble last season, especially in the playoffs, they kind of have something to prove. And Donovan Mitchell has been playing at a level where, you know, he kind of has that chip on his shoulder and he's kind of saying, you know, you know, I'm, I'm one of the better players in this league. I'm a superstar in this league. You know, he needs, he he feels like he needs to go out and prove it. And then he's really carrying this team. So um, I, I think they'll finish up with the number one seed. I think for the Lakers, um, I don't think it really matters what seed they kind of end up with, right? Because they are yeah. the Lakers. You have LeBron James on your team. You have Anthony Davis. So in a seven game series, wherever they play, you know, it's going to, it's going to be hard to beat a team when you have those two superstars on your team to beat four times in a in a, in a seven game series. So I think for, at least for the Western conference, Utah, I think the will finish up as a number one seed.
0: Yeah, I, um, we're just looking at the odds on and yeah, to preface this, all of the odds that we're gonna be looking at for conference winners, player awards will be through DraftKings Sportsbook. Yes, sir. Um and just looking at it, we have the Lakers as the favorites at plus one twenty. The Javs are have plus four hundred, man. Like they're the third wow. list, third on the highest behind the the LA Clippers at plus two fifty. So, you know, that's actually pretty good value considering that they're still currently the leaders in the Western Conference. Uh, I think that's still a bit understated. I think my dark horse here would be the Phoenix Suns at a plus twelve hundred. Love the way they're playing. If they can continue that momentum, I think that they could probably make a surprise, and they're not too far out right now. But I I tend to agree with you. I think Utah there is some regression that is due. Looking at briefly, they have a pretty good strength of schedule the remainder of the season. So, easiest schedule. Yeah, that's right. The the easiest schedule in the NBA. So to me, I'm like all the stars are aligning for Utah not to mess this up. But <laughs>
1: yeah, and I, yeah. Well, I mean, now that we're talking through it, I kind of like that plus four hundred. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's pretty good value there. I mean, a team that's already has a two and a half game lead in that Western Conference, mm-hmm. and now we're saying thirty three games left, the easiest schedule. You have opponents that are, you know, some of the worst in the NBA today. I kind of like that. You know, if you can get down on that plus four hundred, I, I think that's pretty good value there. I'm with you, man.
0: And uh, and then so switching to the Eastern Conference, I mean I, I think it's no surprise that Brooklyn Nets are are plus 125 to take home the crown for the Eastern Conference. But I did notice that the Bucks kind of slid up here with news of that PJ Tucker. They're at plus 275. I still don't think that this is really going to be much competition. I think ultimately the Brooklyn Nets are going to win out. Philly has played phenomenally well despite Joel Embiid being out for two weeks. It seems like Tobias Harris is still playing angry, pissed off basketball, which is like a whole nother element of Tobias Harris. I don't think anyone's seen before. So right now they're carrying the weight and at plus five fifty, you can't count out the Sixers if they can get him beat back. But I think right now we're gonna watch the the Brooklyn Nets once KD comes back. It's gonna be curtains. James Harden once again, I saw that they were losing much of the game tonight and they wound up pulling out a victory against Indiana, covering the spread, being them outright. And I'm just, I'm just really terrified. Once those three actually get on the court together, it's going to be, it's going to be ugly.
1: (laughs) I mean, like we talk about like these super teams and some of these teams, you know, like getting superstars together, but even without Kyrie tonight, James Harden led this team to a victory uh, against, you know, what it was supposed to be one of the better or a team that was competing for a playoff position. Right. And the Indiana Pacers, I mean, you know, I like you said, I mean, once these three guys are back and we're forgetting they they picked up Blake Griffin also, so Yeah, when you have yet. that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and and when you get all four of these guys on the court at one time, the NBA needs to look out. This is going to get really really scary and their 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 schedule does not even look that much difficult. They got the victory against Indiana tonight. Then they take on, you know, the bottom feeders in the Eastern conference in Orlando and Washington, they have Portland and Utah, but then Detroit, Minnesota, Houston, Chicago, New York, Pelicans. I mean, I, I think there's, they're, they're going to run away with this, uh, run away with this Eastern conference and lock up that number one seed. Yeah. 22 is what's in, with, in uh, strength of schedule For
0: the remainder of the season, that's a cakewalk for them, and I I suspect that there's going to be more rest days for Kyrie Irving. The one person that hasn't been resting is James Harden, but it doesn't matter. Like he came over ready, chubby, ready to ball, and he (laughs) actually the beat man. Like uh, it's it's hard to watch. I mean, it's just crazy that they're going through the talent that they're going through without the two best people on the court and making this easy work out of it. Like, yeah, um, I'm, I'm worried as a Sixer fan. I'm worried as a better it, to me, it seems like a no
1: brainer. They're going to take the, they're going to take the reins. Yeah. Well, I mean, one thing about James Harden, I mean, he, you know, being a rockets fan, you know, we got to watch him for about eight years here. The guy does not take a night off. He will not take a night off. You know, if he, right. if he has a lingering injury, he's going to play through it. And the coaches really had to force him to take a night off and get rest. But this guy just loves to play the game of basketball. So, you know, it's either going to be Kyrie or Katie that's going to be sitting out. James Harden's not going to be sitting out and, 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 you know, even without, you know, one of the two other superstars adding in Blake Griffin, I mean, you know, I think it's a rap. i at least so the Eastern Conference. Yeah, Eastern Conference is definitely a rap. Yeah. Um
0: interesting enough, looking at the NBA championship odds though, being that we're so confident in the Brooklyn Nets and what they're gonna look like at full strength potentially, mm-hmm. do you think that they should be the odds-on favorite to win the championship? Or do you think it's fair that they're still trailing Slight, very small margin. The Lakers. Uh, the Lakers are plus two sixty. We got the Brooklyn Nets at plus three hundred. Um, I, I think I'd be willing to place a bet on the Brooklyn Nets here, uh, just based off of that um, three to one. That that's that's pretty good yeah. odds considering the talent that's on that team and the amount of rest and considerations that are going to happen before they actually get to the playoffs. I think that, that that's a really good spot for that. I'm surprised they're not the favorites to be honest, especially with AD. Yeah being out, we'll see how long it takes him to come back, but uh, I think there's going to be some risk there with the Lakers getting him back integrated and,
1: and so forth. But um, yeah, I want to get your thoughts there. Yeah. I think the interesting part is, is that, you know, we talked about the Western conference there is that the Lakers might not even finish as a number one seed. Yeah. And they're still going to be a, the odds-on favorite to win the title, and rightfully so, right? Defending champions. Mm-hmm. We talked about LeBron James, Anthony Davis. You know, they might add another piece, and the and the depth and the in the uh, surrounding pieces that they have this season is a lot better than what they had last season. They still got the job done, right? They added the you know uh, six men of the year. Uh with Shooter and they added the runner up and Harrell. I'm sorry, the other way around. Harrell won it last year and then Shooter was runner up, but you know, added West Matthews. So the depth is a lot is there for the Lakers. And they're gonna add another piece for sure, whether it is through a trade, whether it's through the buyout market. So I mean, yeah, I, I'm not mad that they're the favorite, but you know, um, I think you were still getting value there on a three to one on the on the Brooklyn Nets, like, you know with, with the star power that they have there. I mean, they should be able to, you know, get to the, at least the Eastern conference finals with ease, you know, it just depends on who they're going to match up with. But, um, you know, I'm glad I kind of now grabbed the Nets at plus five, you know, about plus five fifty before that Harden train, but, you know, being in Houston, we knew that he was going to get traded. It was just a matter of aware. And I think that, you know, it was going to be either Philly or Brooklyn. and Brooklyn. I'm kind of glad he ended up in Brooklyn to make my uh, bet look a little better, but uh, yeah, I nabbed them up at five fifty to win the finals, and then plus two fifty to win the Eastern Conference. So, uh, hopefully, that pans out. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, what can what else can we say about Brooklyn, right? I mean, and then the Lakers, we talked about. I think you know, hopefully, they pick up a piece here. I think they're going to need it. So, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not mad about Lakers being the favorite.
0: All right, and we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor. Are you the best college hoops better in the country? Odds Crowd is challenging you to prove it with their free March Madness fantasy betting contest. There's $8,000 in cash prizes up for grabs and less than hundred players have joined to date. Here's how it works. You place risk-free fantasy bets throughout the tournament against real odds and lines. Most profitable players rise up to the top of the leaderboard. If you're in the top three most at the end, you'll win your share of $8,000. Starts right before the first four tips off. It's graded based on units and profit. The most units and profit at the end wins the cash. Players can play as many as few picks as they like. One, two, or three unit picks. Money line spread and totals are also available. And OddsCraft isn't just for fantasy betting contests. It's a social app built for sports bettors. Free to download. You can live group chat with other bettors, track your bets, set up private betting contests with your buddies and much more. Download the app for free at sports slash odds. That's sports podcast.com slash odds. And we'll get back. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm not really mad at the Lakers. I just, yeah, it's looking at the Brooklyn Nets. I'm just, I don't know, maybe it's just, just, just looking at the potential there in the seven game series of having to deal with those three. I just, I still find it hard that any team is going to be able to defend that offense. And then you add in another element. I know Blake Griffin isn't, he isn't the Blake Griffin of old by any means, but he's still a piece, right? He's, he's definitely translated his game or transformed his game a bit uh, to be more of a complete player, uh, not above the rim, but at least he can pass a little bit. He can play in control. He can play defense. So guard multiple positions. It's going to be very interesting, but yeah, we'll, we'll continue to monitor and see how this thing shakes out. But uh, yeah, your call, good thing. You scooped that up at five fifty, and then you're hedging with that. Uh, than when the Eastern Conference, so it sounds like you're you're pretty
1: all in on the next yeah, on the long it is. spot. Yeah, I think the narrative is that we kind of kind of we go back to thinking about the big three that the Warriors had, right, and how they were unstoppable with Curry, Clay Thompson, and, and Kevin Durant. And I think this big three is better than that big three, right? And I think that's kind of the narrative that's in our mind that you try to stop one guy. Okay. James Harden's coming at you. Okay. You try to James Harden, you have Kevin Durant and then you have Kyrie Irving. So, um, you know, I think it'll be, a, they're going to be a tough out if, if they get taken out. Yeah. It's just a mismatch. It's a mismatch nightmare. Like who do you,
0: you stop one guy and the next guy goes off. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. that's how I feel it's going to be as well. So let's, let's switch to the, the player awards. Um, you know, obviously we have a couple favorites here that are probably going to be, in uh, not much competition between them, mainly rookie of the year. I think that's LaMelo Ball, the yeah. Law Ball. And then we also have Jordan Clarkson, six man of the year. I think that's a consensus pick right now. Uh, it's going to take a lot for him to uh, lose yeah. that award. But let's go into some other ones. We touched on it a little bit earlier. I mentioned Julius Randle for most improved player. He's now trailing Jeremy Grant as the second uh, highest. Odds favorite to that to get that award at plus two fifty. Is there any other dark horses you like for this award? Mm-hmm. Can someone take that next step? Uh, one person I'm thinking in that comes to mind that just came back, your hometown Houston Rockets, Christian Wood. Now that uh, seemingly, I mean, I yeah. think that the Rockets are clearing the deck now. You know, PJ Tucker's out the way. They just brought up Kevin Porter Jr. They're giving Kenyon Martin Jr. run. I wouldn't be surprised if the Depot's moved. John Wall reportedly is going to already need knee surgery. I think the stars are aligning here for Christian Wood to just be the focal point of the offense, much as as he was prior to his injury and before the the Rockets went on a 17-game losing streak without him. That sounds like a most improved play. That sounds like a very important player to me if if they're losing 17 games after you know you leave the lineup. So that plus sixteen hundred odds right now. Is there any chance that you think that he can play well enough to supplant Grant
1: and or Julius Randle for that award? The kind of devil's advocate for Christian Wood is gonna be number one. Did he play enough games for him to win this award? Right? He missed 17 games with the ankle injury. And then when before yeah. he got injured, I think he was the odds on favorite for to win the most improved player. So I think they're kind of gonna look at that, you know, Christian Wood didn't play enough games. And then the other thing with Julius Randle is, you know, he made the all-star team this year. So I think that's really going to help his kind right. of resume to be that most improved player, um, uh, award. I, I, think, yeah, 16 to one is intriguing, but I think it's going to take a godly effort here for the rest of the season, barring any, you know, re injury, God forbid, uh, to Christian Wood. But I, I think for right now, if I had to put a place a place a bet down, I would probably go with Julius Randle at plus two fifty. I mean, I think there's still some value there for him to play the way that he's playing. You know, averaging you know the stats that he is, and plus making the All Star team. Um, I'm surprised that he is not the favorite. You know, nothing against Jeremy Grant, but a team that's bottom in the Eastern Conference right there with Orlando Magic. It doesn't make sense, right? And I think Julius Randle. And if they sneak into the playoffs, through the Knicks, or get into that playing tournament, I think Julius Randle should should uh, I think should win this award at least. Yeah, I I, I too.
0: I think Julius Randle um, can't be overstated. We talked about it last week about how he's playing with people that you know aren't the best, most elite talent, and he's still carrying them. Much along the way with Tom Thibodeau's excellent coaching. He's got them motivated and, and prime to make a playoff run, which can't be said by the, the, the Detroit Pistons and Jeremy Grant. Um, the other folks that I was wanted to mention for that are up for this award, you got Jalen Brown also 16 to one odds. And, you know, to, to your point uh, earlier, Julius Randle at least is getting an all-star nod, as is Jalen Brown. We also have Zach yeah. Levine at 25 to one odds. And it can't, it can't be said, man, both of these dudes definitely took the next step up in their at this season, but they were acknowledged by their, their peers and the coaching staff by being all stars. But, you know, I'd be surprised that that Zach Levine, I guess maybe in, in the voters minds or the Vegas's minds, he was already supposed to be that good. So he's not really improving that much, but I mean, I've seen a, a huge leap in him in this year, as well as, as Jalen Brown, uh, Jalen Brown, I mean, his points mm-hmm. went up by over four points this year. And and certainly the Celtics aren't playing that well, at least to the expectations of a lot of people. But I think he's still having a great season individually enough to win this award as well or be in consideration for it.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, we we talked about the Boston Celtics who haven't been playing well. Um, Yeah, Jalen Brown, like you said, four four points per game improvement or season over season. I I would think that if they were, you know, playing better, um, I I think he would be up for this award. But. you know, I just don't see much there that the voters would be like, Hey, does he really deserve this over Jeremy Grant or does he deserve it over Ju- Julius Randall? Right. Yeah. And I think some of these most, at least for the most improved player award, it, it's kind of narrative driven. So, um, you know, for, at least for, yeah. you know, Jalen, Jalen Brown, I don't think that narrative is there for him, at least for, for, you know, for this season.
0: Right. All right. And so we talked about most improved player a bit. We talked about, um, uh, rookie of the year and six man of the year already pretty much being determined. What are your thoughts on the two, the two other awards? we got defensive player of the year and MVP. I'll give your, uh, I'll let you yeah. choose which one you want to talk about first. And first, I guess, who's your choice for both awards. And do you think that this one's going to be uh, a pretty close race? It's going to come down to the wire and some, some other considerations. Yeah,
1: I think we should start with Defensive Player of the Year because I think I think the MVP one will be a little more interesting. But, yeah. um, you know, Defensive Player Year, I think it's two guys. It's either going to be Rudy Gobert, who is the odds-on favorite at minus two fifty right now, and and or Ben Simmons, right? These two yeah. guys have just been playing absolutely phenomenal on defensive end. I mean, Rudy Gobert, year over year, one of the best centers, if not he is the best center in the league. You know, with with the block shots and, and the rebounding capabilities and the difference that he makes, uh, being around the rim. And then you take a look at Ben Simmons, right? A great two-way player, um, you know, lengthy. He can guard the best player on the defending team at any position. You know, and then that's the that's the that's a great part of having a guy like Ben Simmons on your team. So um, you know, I know a Doc Rivers came out and said yesterday that, you know, Ben Simmons should be the defensive player of the year, but you know, I, I think this is a two, two, uh two horse race and I think ultimately it is going to be a uh, Rudy Gobert again this season.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's going to also. I, I I tend to agree with you. Right now, he's got uh, the best odds to win the award at minus two hundred and fifty compared to Ben Simmons at plus two hundred and twenty-five. Yeah. Um, I'm a bit of a homer here. Like I think if the silks, if the Sixers can go on a run, I think it's going to take some decline in the Jazz play and some ascension in the Sixers play for this to flop and uh, yeah. to flip. Excuse me. Um, but I, I love the way Ben Simmons has been playing, guarding multiple positions, um, really locking down defenders. And, you know, I think to your point, I think it's ah, it's definitely going to be these two in the end. Uh, it's going to be a matter of, can the jazz sustain their, their play? And if they do, I think Rudy Gobert is going to end up with this award and rightfully so the guy's been playing great, great yeah. on the interior rim protector, great in the pick and roll defense. Just a good, just a good all around player and has really seen an improvement there. Now no real dark horses to me. I think Joel Embiid was playing very well, but I think his injuries are gonna, yeah, uh, unfortunately, be a detriment to him. And then the other one, only other one that I would consider for the award is probably Miles Turner, who's still I believe leading the league in blocks. But the Indiana Pacers playing mm-hmm. so poorly and and inconsistent, I don't see him overtaking Ben Simmons or Rudy Gobert for this award. So yeah, I think you're. I, I tend to agree with you. I think Rudy's going to end up winning this unless there's some uh, barring any. Uh, crazy changes in the, the lineups or the standings between the two teams or so between the the jazz and the, the Sixers better edge allows you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. Since you're buying positions from other sports bettors, there's no house legal in more than 40 States post the plays you like and have someone at the better edge marketplace. Take the other side. They have a ton of other fun against the spread picking contests as well. Sign up today at betteredge.com and use promo code SGP for a free $10 play. That's B E T T O R edge.com promo code SGP. And so let's go to MVP, the probably the most interesting award. Now is that Joel Embiid was the favorite, you know, just a couple of weeks ago and now it's back to LeBron James at plus 160 and then you got Nikola Jokic right behind him at plus 200. And then it goes into uh you know, six to one for Joel Embiid 14 to one for Giannis Antetokounmpo. I think the biggest drop that I think I've been surprised about this year is Luka Doncic. He's currently 14 to one. The Mavericks have not played yeah. well. I'm, I'm also wanting to, to uh, consider is where does Dame Lillard, like right now he's 18, 18, to one James Harden's 14 to one. These guys have been carrying their teams way more, I think, than like a Nikola Jokic, so to speak, or a Giannis Antetokounmpo. They have a lot of talent around them. Whereas Damian Lillard has been balling with a lot of bench players and journeymen like Enos Cantor, Robert Covington, the, the Carmelo Anthony, the list goes on. Right. And then you have James Harden who has Durant not on the court a lot. Kyrie missing almost what seems like every other game due to rest. I think there's got to be more consideration for these guys to move up the list, and I'd rather choose them over, say, a Luka Doncic or Giannis. Yeah, curious your thoughts there, and and if LeBron James
1: rightfully should still be the the leading dog for this award. Yeah, so I I think let's start with let's start with LeBron here. I mean, he's missing right Anthony Davis just the amount of time that Anthony Davis has missed. And he's been playing, he's been playing well, you know, it's not that he, it's not that it's not that he has to end up as a number one seed in the Western conference for him to win this title or sorry, to win, for, to win the MVP. And, you know, I think that if if he's able to somehow find a way to get this team to a number one seed without Anthony Davis. I think that's going to really speak volumes to the, to the voters, right? The last time I think LeBron won a regular season MVP was what I want to say eight years ago. I think something like that, but uh, I think, I, I think that I, I am a little biased because I did put down money on LeBron to win the MVP this season because he was, I think heard last season that he didn't get the award because you know, they ended up as a number one seed, they won the championship. Um, but I think if we go further down to the two guys that you did mention, I think James Harden at 14 to one is really intriguing to me because of what he's doing right now without one of your superstar players. I think he's going to lead, um, this, this Nets team to a number one seed in the Eastern conference. Um, the only issue there is going to be that, Hey, did he have enough games? with the Brooklyn nets for him to win the award. I mean, you take a look at his stat line tonight, 40 points, 10 rebounds, 15 assists. I think if he ends up averaging a triple double this season, he's got to, he, he's, he's going to put himself up in that conversation with LeBron James. Um, and then Damian Lillard, I mean, this guy is the most underrated player in the NBA, yep. you know, and, and because I think he's in a small market in Portland, where I, I think number one, that this team doesn't get the prime time games where it's like a seven Eastern eight Eastern game that they don't get to see the player like this. I, I think that has an effect on the MVP odds because a lot of fans or, or people in the media aren't really watching, you know, last night as fans, we stayed up because we had bets on the game and we saw him drop 50, but you know, I, I don't know what it's going to take for Damian Lillard to win the MVP award. So I think those are two guys that are really intriguing to me, especially James Harden at 14 to one. I did get down on Joel Embiid like two weeks ago and then he got injured, but you know, that one kind of hurt a little bit, but you know, I, I think he was a front runner before he got injured. So, you know, I, I think it'll come down to probably, you know, LeBron. And then I, if I had, if, uh, like I mentioned to Zach, when we were talking about it in the last pod, it's also, is that I think LeBron's probably going to win it. And then if I had to get down on two guys, it was probably going to be James Harden next. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of where I was going as
0: well, man. I, I don't think that uh, Nikola Jokic is, I think the big men were really dominating this conversation for MVP, but I think both of them mm-hmm. have kind of wand a little bit. Um, I, I see more value in the LeBron James. Uh, and the story I think it's really the narrative and the story around it being 36, he's been really been leaning into that. And you know, when AD went down, I think that that was just the, that was the motivation he needed to kind of take the storyline that much further because the Lakers are going to compete as one of the top three teams in the Western conference without AD in that formula. I mean, that's already a, a strong case for the award and his play. I mean, he got a triple double last night. Speaker a um, row he's, so he's put on a show. So I think it's, I think he's, he's definitely living up to the standard and and really wants the award at this stage in his career. I think it would mean a lot coming off a a championship. The disrespect was real for a lot of years uh, saying that he could be washed. I think he kind of created that in his head just so he could get motivated. But, uh, I never called him washed. I don't know about other people, but, he seems pretty, oh, no. he seems pretty damn good. I don't. I haven't seen much regression out of LeBron James, man. This dude is still playing like he was. I mean, he just does it so effortlessly at this point. It's like you
1: can almost take yeah. it for granted. Right? So it's cool that he's actually uh, the odds on favorite right now. Yeah. I mean, this guy just takes care of his body, right? I mean, we've seen that he's invested, you know, I think over a million. million or $2 million in, 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 in his, you know, taking care of his body and rightfully so Yeah, we see it. I mean, this guy looks like he can play for another five, six, seven, maybe 10 years. Yeah, Who man. knows? Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. So uh, I think, you know, even at the all-star break, he came out and, you know, I think the first interview after when they were getting ready to play their first game after the all-star breaks, like it's go time, you know, it, it's time for me to kind of Start winning games for the Lakers and and start playing well. So, um, you know, look out for LeBron this second half of the season. But um, you know, James Harden fourteen to one. I kind of like that, so I might get down that on that also as as we kind of talk through it. Yep, I'm with you there, man. Those are my those are my two leading guys.
0: I wish Damian Lillard. I think it's just going to be a matter of the fact that the Portland show aren't going to be good enough compared, you know, record wise for him to make that much of a leap to actually have consideration for it. So yeah, the James yeah. Harden 14 to one to me is the most attractive that I'm looking at as it currently stands through Wednesday. All right. So yep. so that pretty much concludes our, our podcast for today. Check in with Manaf, ZB and Ryan on locker room on Friday. Uh, Manaf will also provide his player prop picks as the prop guide. Uh, check those out, providing some other uh, best bet picks. So make sure to just check out the website. You can see all the selections that we'll have going into Thursday's contest. Be sure to make sure to hit the slack, all the D We'd love to see the comments, uh, keep providing your picks. We've been hitting a lot of them. So keep the conversation going and we'll see you guys next Thursday. Where we'll continue on with our NBA podcast. Take care d DJs. Peace.
1: Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba.